Joining me from London is Hugh Muir with The Guardian newspaper. Hugh, you've been following the case of Stephen Lawrence for some time, and as a black British man, you've got firsthand insight on the arena of race relations in Britain. The attorney who represented Stephen Lawrence's family called the case Britain's Rosa Parks moment. Do you think that's a fair statement? I think it is in a way, because I suppose if you look at Rosa Parks as being the incident that made mainstream America look at race relations and want to reassess race relations, um, in a way that's what the Lawrence case has done here. Prior to the Lawrence case, uh, as a black Briton, you faced a phenomenon whereby you would feel that you were getting unequal treatment from the authorities and from the police, and you would make complaints about that. And there would be real scepticism about it. You would actually have to to make the case and to to almost explain the very concept of racism. And people were very disbelieving that things could happen to you simply because of the colour of your skin or that you might not get uh, the sort of service that you expect from the police or the professionalism that you expect from the police because of your skin. And then came this case and then came the inquiry into this case. And so much came out about exactly what had happened and just how shoddy the service was that the family got, just how uh, brutal the treatment that Stephen got for no reason other than the colour of his skin. And that was the point at which I think mainstream Britain became prepared to believe that perhaps there was this concept called racism and perhaps it was something that we had to think about. Give us a couple of examples of how you've seen race relations change in the past 20 years. I mean, even small changes. Well, you know, I used to drive around and you would think um, almost that the police were it always set a trap for you that you know the thing that would make their day would be if you would just do something so they could stop you and they can pick you up and you don't quite feel that anymore and one of the reasons for that was um, because of the, uh, the recruitment of a large number of black police officers and so it does ebb and flow but mm. things in that regard got very much better for a while and look at where we are now hey you know our, the captain of the England soccer team is facing a criminal charge because he is alleged to have been racist to another footballer on on the field of play. Right. Now, it's worth saying that he denies that, and I'm sure he will deny that when it goes to court. But we are in a situation where you know British society has been prepared to say to the captain of the national team, a much-admired figure, we think you may have done that. We're, you know, here's a criminal charge. We're going to take you to court, and we're going to sort it out. In 1992, uh, of course, we had the Rodney King case here in the U.S. uh, in Los Angeles. It's not an exact parallel to the Stephen Lawrence case, but essentially the African-American community felt there was a miscarriage of justice. Do you see any similarities between the two cases? Well, only in in terms of, you know, a community seeing this as being the line in the sand. Mm. What was interesting about this was that uh, I had a conversation with someone just a couple of days ago before the verdict, um, and they said to me, how's it going? And, And... in some ways, it, that could have been quite a cryptic comment, but I knew exactly what she meant. She wanted me to tell her how the trial was going. Right. This has been something that the black community has been holding its breath for. Um, yesterday, what you saw was almost a, an outpouring of, of relief that the jury had done what we saw to be the right thing, what we perceived to be the right thing. So how do blacks in London regard the police now? There's still a lot of suspicion. I think it's a relationship that ebbs and flows, and I think that things got considerably better in the aftermath of the inquiry into the the, the investigation into Stephen Lawrence. Many people will tell you now that they've got uh, quite a lot worse again. Um, We need to look at why the police are now going back to um, stopping and searching so many people. To some degree, the figures in terms of stop and search are as bad, if not worse, than they were when Stephen was murdered. Mm. And so we are actually in quite a sticky period um, in terms of the relationship between the black community and the police. 
But I think we're having the conversation from a different starting point as a result of the Lawrence inquiry. I think that, that, that there is a distinction to be made. But no one here is, is wanting to pretend that everything is fine because of it. We've learned some things because of the Lawrence inquiry, but there's a still, still a, a lot of work to do, and particularly in the area of relationships between the black community and the police. The Guardian newspaper's Hugh Muir speaking with us from London. Thank you very much, Hugh. You're very welcome.